Finding your passion in life can come at an early age or can take years of trialling different pursuits to finally find what gives you pleasure in life. Discovering, trialling and ultimately following your passion is a subject our guest, Heather Barry, who is one of our entrepreneurs in residence here at the University of Portsmouth, knows a lot about. Heather has a fascinating background that took her from the corporate world to making the leap of purchasing a coffee truck and becoming the founder of Harry's Coffee, an independent, ethical, Sussex-based coffee and coffee machine supplier. Heather has since won the Chichester Observer Business Award for her outstanding local business engagement and has appeared on BBC Radio and TV, including the Victoria Derbyshire Show. What is most fascinating about this story is the journey towards Harry's Coffee, with Heather trialling and very much succeeding at a number of passion projects along the way. Taking the lessons learnt from this journey to understand what has led to finding her success with Harry's Coffee, Heather continues to build on her successes using her coffee passion to change the way we work and connect with one another. If you're hoping to find your passion in life and turn it into a business venture, then we hope you'll find this episode inspiring, and it may even give you the confidence to take the leap of faith. Hi Heather. Hi Maddie, how are you doing? Good, thank you. And thank you so much for taking the time out of the world of coffee to join us today and inspire us to find our passion. Now, can we just ask a little bit more about your life before Harry's Coffee? So what did you want to do when you were younger? It was, it was one of those things when I, when I was sort of really young, sort of school age, I was just interested in so many things and I literally got to the end of school and suddenly thought, I have to make a decision um, and I, I literally just chose the course that I managed to get onto sort of within about 48 hours. Um, Is this a university course? Yes, yeah, so I did that originally. But but my passion when I was when I was a kid was certainly around sort of food, food and those sorts of things, human body, but also business um, and 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 other things. So I really struggled to kind of find out you know what's one thing that I can do and go and study. Yeah. So I literally I was just lucky that I landed on a course that has kind of enabled lots of things later in life. But yeah, I didn't have a thing. You didn't <laughs> have a narrow path that you could go down. You no. wanted to explore lots of different areas. Yes, yes. And I've, all, and I've kind of kept on doing that. So it, it has been a, a sort of a long and winding road to really discover what it is that I'm, I'm really, truly passionate about. And what qualifications have you got over your lifetime? Was it just at school or have you done a lot of things as you've grown up? Done, done lots of things since I left school. So... Um, just, I, I went to school in South Africa, so I have a, what's the equivalent now of a, a baccalaureate. Um, so you do, it's, it's quite a different structure. Right. So I did sort of languages and sciences, just because they were more interesting than the other things that were on offer. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I did a business degree, and it was really, as I say, I had lots of other options, but th- there was that thought of, well, if I have a basic business degree, then I can kind of go and do other things. So it didn't really matter, it was just a good foundation and I think that the more people I've come across in life, you know, it didn't really matter necessarily what you studied. It was something that you were interested in. Yes. But it didn't necessarily have to then determine that that was going to be your life's path for the rest of time. It um, opens doors in a variety of Absolutely. Areas. And it's just the fact that I'd sort of studied and done something and applied my mind in a slightly different way to school. School's a little bit spoon-fed, what it said it was in my day. Yes. Um, and then going to university was like, oh, I've got to go and do research. There's... A, it sort of developed a whole new range of skills. But then subsequent to that, all those little things that I was contemplating when I was leaving school, the sort of human body, nutrition. So I've sort of gone and trained things like um, I'm a shiatsu practitioner. 
I've got a diploma in sports nutrition, um, right. just because they're things that interest me. So yeah. sometimes it's just learning for learning's sake, not necessarily to do with my career, just because they're things I'm interested in and I want to know more, or it's for my own self-improvement. And so, off the back of that, you've got a qualification as well. well. So it's, it's, it's a win-win. A few more letters after my name. Despite taking a business degree, even though it wasn't perhaps your passion at the time, did you feel the more you studied it and the further you got into the course that it became a passion of yours that you could have thought no no <laughs> sorry it no. was just a degree it, w- it was it literally in it the, uh, the one thing I sort of found I'd sort of started down because it was a business degree I sort of started with the sort of the accountancy things all very serious and a bit left brain and, and as you might be able to in the chats we've had yes it's not really my thing I'm not really that left brain type of person um and actually, in my final year, I literally, I just changed the subjects that I did completely. So I went away from that and I went into much more the sort of more creative side of business. So I went for marketing, business economics, where it was much more sort of thinking and interpretive rather than, you know, definite stuff. So I think that that kept me interested enough for the end of the degree. Um, to get you through to it. To get me through it. Was <laughs> I, I just, just keep going, keep going. Because I, I knew that, I'm also, once I've started something like that, I absolutely wanted to finish. Um, but I knew that I needed to do it in something that actually did interest me. Yes. And most of the subjects on offer didn't, but I managed to find some. It was a little bit like school. I found the things that interest, interested me enough to kind of keep me going. And I think it is the basis of this whole thing about your passion. That If you're not doing something that you enjoy or you're passionate about, you can engage with. It's going to be really hard work. It can, and then it can feel like a waste of time, and it can it can get you down. So it's good to, like you say, absolutely do what you want to do. Yeah. And then you had the idea of Harry's Coffee. How long after your degree and all the other accolades that you got <laughs> um, did that come about? It was actually about twenty years. So I actually then sort of when I finished uni, um, I as I said, I'd grown up in Africa, and I moved back to the UK because I was actually born here. Um, and at the time, it was really relatively easy to sort of get part-time sort of work. Um, so I just got involved in that sort of business side of things. And I worked in interesting places. So although accountancy is not the most interesting thing in the world, in my opinion, um, I worked in interesting places. So I worked for um, a champagne house. I worked for an architect. I worked for a PR consultancy. So I was right. surrounded by sort of interesting people. I think that, again, that kind of keep kept me going because although the work itself wasn't fascinating it was in a really creative interesting space there was ways to make it fun exactly and the pay was okay so you know (laughs) that helped but but after it did eventually reach a point where it was like actually I this is not enough for me it's it's not interesting enough it's not it doesn't make me excited to get up in the morning you know I'm doing a boring boring job in an interesting place for really good money Okay. And it, it wasn't squaring the circle for me. It just was not enough. Um, and I, yeah, I sort of started to look, really look at what it was that made me happy, what it was, what were the things that I was doing, you know, why did that aspect of my work, because I actually only worked four, four days a week. I used to do some of my own, I had my own couple of little businesses on the side always. Okay. Um, since... Forever. I've always had a, there's always been something else going on. There's been a project in the pipeline. Little projects. Yeah. Um, or I had a small business. I used to go in and do shiatsu massage in businesses in the 80s in, in London. Wow. So things like that. So I've always had something else going on and I really had to 
sort of really look at what that was all about. And the more I looked, I was just like, okay. And then, and then that took me down a completely different path, was around looking at um, how entrepreneurs look after themselves and their well-being. Yes. But actually, if you don't look after yourself as an entrepreneur, you have no business. If you're poorly or you're stressed, you don't have a business. Who's going to run it for you? Exactly. So uh, there I was, with no experience in this whatsoever, set up a business um, to teach people how to look after themselves. So I had my qualifications in nutrition and um, I, uh, personal training and um, shiatsu. It's like, well, how do you look after yourselves? And started doing that, but people don't want to be told what to do. So I ended up opening up my own cafe. <laughs> so it's like, well, yeah, if, if, if you're not going to be told what to do here, let me show you, let me give you gorgeous, lovely food. Um, and of course, with gorgeous, lovely food, it was gorgeous, lovely coffee. Okay. And I'd spent time in Seattle, so I kind of had the whole coffee vibe going on, and it's sort of gone from there. So it really was really random. <laughs> <laughs> Have you always been a coffee lover? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, didn't, didn't like it when I was younger. And I think part of that was also because I'd never had really good coffee. Right. Because bad coffee is just really, really bad. Um, so, and it was literally that sort of introduction in Seattle, early days, really early days. We're talking um, late, late 80s, early, no, late 80s, early 90s. Okay. When it was just sort of starting to, to, to sort of take hold that I was spending time there. Yeah, it was mid-90s. And, um, and it was just like, oh, this is what, this is what coffee, and then it was the whole ambiance around it, and it's just sort of sitting down for a whole acre of time, just with a friend. Just that's what you did, chatting over coffee, coffee, working over coffee. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was a real. It just sort of sparked something in me, and I was just like, actually, this is this. There's something in this. And then um, when I set up the business through networking, which is great. Networking is the most amazing thing you can ever do. I've the people I have met through networking and who I know. It's quite phenomenal. Um, yes. And somebody said, oh, you need to be so-and-so who knows so-and-so. And suddenly I had a coffee supplier and suddenly I was like, wow, this is really good stuff. And and it's literally, it's sort of snowballed from there. And that's how Harry's Coffee has come to be what it is. Absolutely. So know that. Then I, I actually bought my coffee supplier because, you know, I, <laughs> I wanted to make sure that we didn't lose the blend because he wanted to go in a different direction right. in life. So it's like, well, if he... It sells it to somebody else or whatever so I had to, I kind of had to buy it keep it as it was to keep it as it was and to keep it mine and best decision I've ever made so and now that's that's now sort of taking over so the cafes have kind of sort of gone into just little mobile pop-up cafes I still have them but they're very much a sort of little background thing yeah and now the whole sort of coffee and what that now enables that's now sort of taken over in life how long do you think after deciding that you needed to take time for you and to find out what makes you happy and and leaving the part-time jobs in accounting and whatnot that you mentioned how long did it take for you to bite the bullet and set up harry's coffee after quitting those jobs well i yeah i excuse me i i was leaving london i was like and i sort of i knew that my 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 time and my job had come to a bit of an end there um and it, it sort of must have been about it was about Six, eight months, because I came down to the South Coast and I was sort of, I had a job. I had a couple, again, a couple of part-time jobs because it was easy. I could sort of get the, the money came in. Um, and I, but immediately I knew I had to sort of start looking for some for something different. 
and it was a chance conversation with my mum about something to do with yeah oh I've always wanted my own cafe and suddenly about 10 minutes later um I bought myself a mobile coffee bar on the internet <laughs> wow so you just take the leap and yeah it, it was all this long 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 build up and then just <laughs> instant all right I'm done that's it I've changed I'm, I'm, and and then I went for it I absolutely yeah it sort of took quite a while to get a few things organized but yeah in finding your passion do you think it's important then to take risks where you can Yes, and I, I think that there is a little bit. Yeah, and some some people are much more risk takers than others, and some people. But you can't kind of be so terrified of taking risks that then you do nothing in life. And you, because I, I, I would hate to have regrets. I'd hate to sort of get to whatever age and kind of look back and go, Yeah, if only I'd done that. If only I'd done that. Um, and I've always been quite say, a little bit measured. I think that that little bit of accountancy. In my in my persona somewhere kind of does right. stop me going completely mad. <laughs> um and the fact that, yeah, there's a mortgage to pay. Um so yeah, so I think it's it's a balanced risk. But I think also there's so many ways these days, especially with the internet and so on, that you can try things out, you can collaborate, you can talk to other people. There's so many ways that you can explore yes. your passions, your ideas without, you know, spending millions or, or whatever. I think that we're so blessed now that all the things you can do, if I look at the university now compared to when I was at uni 30-something years ago, there's so many opportunities that students have. Yeah. On, you know, entrepreneur society, things like that, you, where you can really explore ideas. And yes, you have, there's a confidentiality and a trust with the people you're talking with, but I think that there's so much, um, so much scope. And guidance as well, Absolutely. if you are worried. Absolutely. And there's other people that, so they're entrepreneurs who've been doing it for ages who are always happy to help people because, you know, for me, I love seeing other people who are kind of having a go. Yes. You know, because I, I don't want people I know to sort of go, oh, I went and got a job and it was the same job for the rest of my life, but I wish I'd done. And, this is, and they never kind of went for it. And it, what it does, if I did this? Yeah, it does take a bit of bold, you know. Being yeah. bold is good, but yeah, it, it, it's it's really, I I think for me, you've just got to go for it, find a, find a way, and just go for it. The different career paths that you've trialled um to find your passion, do you feel like that ha- they have all contributed eventually to Harry's Coffee? Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, I think there's that thing of you you know you you don't know what little bit of information or connection or something that you've learned how to do along the way yeah, yeah. I, I use things now I, I can't even remember where I learned them but I've obviously learned them at some point yeah that they now are useful it shapes you yeah absolutely it shapes you and I think it also shapes your ability to adapt and you know learn and, and trust yourself you know it worked then and it can work again um and I I forget that sometimes it's like you know, when you're having a bad time because you know being an entrepreneur is, is hard work sometimes and yes. it doesn't always go brilliantly <laughs> there are moments um and you kind of go it's been okay before and I've got the resources and I've got the people around me and it's to kind of trust that and I think you you learn to trust yourself yeah it's, it's, it's quite a good skill to have so you sort of trust what you're doing and trust and I think if you have that passion and you know where you want to go with it I think there's it's sort of a combination of got to have the passion but you've got to know where you're going otherwise it's balancing passion for fun and and a business role yeah uh, at yeah the at the end time. of the day it is it is a otherwise yeah you can just do it as a hobby 
you know, because and the, I think there's a big difference between having a hobby and having hobbies is a good thing. Yes. Because you actually need, because I know what it's like when you run your own business, when you love your business, it's really easy to work too hard. Okay. <laughs> and not find and I, any time for what you... Yeah, I, I need to be reminded every now and again to stop and to kind of, you know, just have a break, go and do something completely different. Stop. You can, you can switch off now. Yeah. Maybe it's just they're getting bored of me talking about certain things but it's just <laughs> it, it it's so it's great to be passionate about it but it's also be passionate about other things too yeah so it's not just otherwise your life becomes very linear and then yeah then you could lose your passion exactly do you keep a lot of your smaller hobbies alongside harry's coffee or do you feel like you've had to some have had to give over the years as you get yeah and probably i don't have as much time as i would like in, in to do some of the things i love doing um but also you know life moves on anyway um but yeah i get involved in a little bit of politics because that's kind of fun and place to rant um yeah and and i still do some sports i just did a 5k this weekend for the first time since i was about 10 oh well done i oh, know that's 5k more than i've ever oh, ran <laughs> very proud of myself so i've done that so yeah so i i I, I am very aware that if I don't have that balance in, in life, it's it's not healthy. It's, it's it's not good for anybody. It doesn't, doesn't do me good. It doesn't do my business any good. You've got to find what works for you and what develops you yeah, as a person. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned just then that you have dabbled in politics mm-hmm. in the past. <laughs> so what made you um, join the elections for Parliament? Uh, yeah, uh, um, yes, it's a very random thing. I, um, I had a... Um, one of my businesses, my, one of my little pop-up cafes was um, on a southern railway station and for everybody, probably everybody knows that southern had a few challenges um, yes, a couple of years they ago. Did. And um, I, I got a bit upset. And thing. It was the impact that it was having on my business and I kind of felt like I was completely powerless to do anything about it. Affecting your custom, was it? Yeah, affecting my custom, so therefore my turnover, so therefore my ability to pay my bills was being affected by something that was so high above us um, and it seemed, it didn't seem to matter what anybody did or said, nothing was happening. No. Um, and I, I kind of, one day I just literally just, just went, well, going to run for parliament i mean this the snap election had been called and um so yeah, I, I i have friends who are involved in politics and i i you know i've sort of, i i know a bit and i'm quite aware of of sort of certain things in the political sphere um and i just sort of went about and i um spoke to the, the local party and off i went and it was one of the most amazing experiences of my life. <laughs> it was wow. Really, it was quite incredible. And how far did you get into that journey? Well, I, I literally stood, so I stood in the um, snap general election okay. last year. And um, so I, I stood in, in a very safe seat for somebody else's party. So I knew, I mean, I, I knew that I wouldn't get in. Right. Um, which is kind of really interesting when we're talking about passion, because actually... You, when you get involved in politics, you absolutely have to be passionate about what you're talking about because there will be people who will have a very opposite view to you. And people can sniff out when it's not authentic, authentic as absolutely. well. Absolutely, and, and it brings out that authenticity. Um, and as I say, you kind of end up having conversations with people which you would never normally have um, and actually just having to be really grounded in what you're saying because you can't stand on somebody's doorstep and have a screaming match with them because that's not very... That's not very clever. Um, so I actually found myself, again, developing amazing skills in terms of um, you know, compassion, understanding of other people's points of view, 
and actually, if somebody else had a valid point of view that was absolutely their belief, you know, you have to be able to talk compassionately with that person and have a conversation, maybe see that they can be more open to what I was trying to say, but also me to have an understanding of where they're coming from. Yeah. And I, and I think it really developed some amazing skills that I would never have, you know, developed anywhere else. Um, it was brilliant. And I did, you know, I ended up doing hustings in Chichester Cathedral, which was me and six politicians and 600 people in the audience asking us questions about world peace and stuff like that. So your public speaking and everything, you get, you've got experiences in a lot of yeah. different areas. Yeah, and it, but I think some of it has also just been about taking advantage of opportunities. Um, I was talking to, to one of your fellow students um, earlier today and he said, you know, sometimes opportunities just come to you and you have to just kind of go, yeah, okay. Yeah. Go for it. Does, does it make the boat go faster? Is it going to teach me to be a better human being? Um, and I, I don't even often I don't even think of things in that way anymore. It's just like, yeah, that looks interesting. So see what happens. See what happens. Maybe it does mean I get a little bit scattered sometimes, <laughs> a little bit unfocused. But actually, that I think um, once the coffee business uh, and as as the coffee business has grown. And I kind of realise what it does for me and what it is that I do with it, how coffee can change, you know, people and the conversations that we have. I think I'm really, I'm, I'm finding it easier to be more focused. Right. Because, because the passion's got a bit more focus as to, to what it actually does. So I'm not constantly looking for different ideas and solutions because actually I'm, I'm a lot clearer. You're not just selling coffee now. You're moving into more of a how does it make people interact? And yeah, yeah. What, the more mental side of yeah, it's, what it's, coffee it's, can do. Yeah, it's 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 about what coffee enables. It's that whole thing about um, sitting down, and I, we you know we've all done it. Be it a cup of coffee or a glass of wine or a cup of tea. Actually, if you want to engage with somebody else, actually you take that time and that space and you share with somebody. Yeah, and it's not the same as you know sharing on facebook where you're not actually Absolutely. connecting and communicating it's like actually sit down face to face and have a conversation and yeah you know, i work with a lot of businesses and we're looking at how they can sort of be changing their business cultures and so on and actually one small part of that is having that space where people can actually sit down and have a conversation with each other that is it's actually still part of work yeah they're not dossing well hope not um, but they yeah, are professional conversations, but in exactly, but in a, in a relaxed way, and it's so much better for us, sort of creatively, and and then compassionately as a human being to just kind of go to just have that connection. And what better way to do it than over a great cup of coffee? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> there are so many positives to coffee, to finding your passion and trialing different things, and and pushing your limits almost. Although there is inevitably going to be some obstacles along the way. Mm-hmm. What have you found that's been one of the, I, I think I sort of alluded to it, um, just now is that one of the challenges that I've found is that um, I have <laughs> one of my strengths, as it were, is 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 ideation. I love having ideas, um, and we've sort of talked about it in a couple of places here. Is that sort of thing of, you know, do you just follow every single idea? Yeah, which is, can be very sort of scattering, um, and that notion that maybe every every idea I have is going to be the idea ever it's going to make me my fortunes and change the world and everything else and so I have to be very careful and mindful that and and as I get older I'm slight I am better at doing it and I think that combination as I say of of realizing what my passion really really is and kind of refining that somewhat 
Um, but yeah, that <clears throat> that ability to focus right is, is a good thing it's something i really need to do more of because and i, I and i constant it's something i have to constantly work at and i think that for me has been one of my biggest challenges and i think sometimes there's also that you know almost like a fear of missing out oh what are they doing what are they doing actually no i need to focus on what what i do and the more i focused on what i do and what i do well and yes. really understanding it the 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 more work comes to me the more my, my sort of network grows, the, the more enjoyable it all becomes because actually I'm, as you say, I'm being authentic. Um, and you're refining what you're good at. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And people then know, you know, what to come to me for. I'm not just like, ooh, does she have training business? Has she got, you know, does she do this? Or is it, or is it health and nutrition? Yeah, no. Yeah, I am the coffee lady. That's you are what, Harry's coffee. I am Harry's <laughs> coffee. It's what I do. Every, you know, walk into a room, I wear my hat. That is my logo. It's my brand. Everything, everybody knows. If I walk into a room at networking, everybody know who I've met knows what I do. But I possibly, people I might have met, but I don't necessarily remember who they are or what they do. But mine's very, very distinctive. And it's because I've kind of just really focused down on that passion. And you're wearing the hat. Of course. A very nice hat. In <laughs> One of my, I've got 48 in my collection. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it's growing. People actually now buy me hats. They'll see something and they go, Saw it and I just thought, really suit you. So. Was that mortgage you mentioned earlier? A mortgage for the house that your hats live in? <laughs> yeah. No, I make my own hat racks now because nobody makes them big enough. You're just a, <laughs> just incredible, all these talents. <laughs> what would you say you're most proud of, though, out of everything you've ever done? Oh, wow. That's a big one. Because you've done so much. I, I think probably, you know, um, there's probably loads of little, little things along the way that, you know, as I say, actually stepping up and running for parliament that's for me extraordinary the fact that i have a business that is well you know i have a, I have my own brand of coffee you know how cool is that yeah <laughs> not many people can say that um you know just sort of being alive and walking around the planet is 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 is, is, is quite a good thing and i think that sort of having made these incredible connections with people you know is is something i'm i'm very proud of and and you know love the fact that business works in that way that that i think there's that perception that business is this nasty thing and so i know it's not it's actually an amazing thing that can do a huge amount of good especially yeah. over a cup of harry's coffee well that too <laughs> you have it a great outlook on life can be my marketing department <laughs> um, what do you have next in in the pipeline for harry's coffee mm. is there anything coming up that we we can share like, yeah well, the, the, this whole idea around um, this making these connections, um, and it's about how do I how do I make that into something that I can actually work with businesses? Because everybody can say, "Oh, I can just go and buy a coffee machine, and we'll put a nice sofa." So it's like, well, yeah, that's great, and that's that's a good start. And yes, I can provide you with the machine and the you know. I'll, I'm sure I know somebody who sells sofas. Um, we can do the coffee, and the, but actually, how do we make that into something? bigger and something that really that businesses start to really sort of take on board i think yeah. this this whole thing about uh sort of well-being and growth within the workplace is something we really need to look after our people you know time to talk mental well-being is being absolutely shattered by people's you know by by work workload the inability to communicate and talk to, because i think people are very very fearful that if they say what's really going on at work 
you know, it's going to impact on their pay review or their ability to progress in the business or they might be overlooked for promotion, whatever it might be. And I think the the more we have that uh, capability for people to, to talk openly and honestly in organisations, and it has to come down to sort of a cultural shift in businesses where this really becomes a, a way of doing business that we do connect and talk to each other. So I'm looking at ways that we can kind of get that out. I've got some really exciting plans oh. um, for a programme. It's, it's sort of bringing in other people who are really good in their sort of spheres within sort of organisational development, um, employee engagement, all those sorts of things. So I know a lot about them, but they're not my areas of expertise and passion. Yes. My passion is that connection. But if I can get those people into companies with me to, to um, and, and to, to work with organisations to really sort of drive that cultural change, to really make this whole thing about connection, talking, um, part of everyday business experience um so yes so that's the thing to look out for and bringing coffee into all of that as oh, well of it's excellent always coffee and cake will be <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's the swedish way um it's called fika f-i-k-a i have a swedish housemate i've heard that word before fika. coffee and cake ah. and basically in sweden people stop for coffee and cake and at work they do it at home but they do it at work as well and it's part of their business culture and it's like, and I think that there's this, the, the, the statistics of engagement at work. So where people are actively engaged at work, right? In in the UK, it's something pathetic, like eight percent, and in Sweden, it's about twenty eight percent. And I think this has something to do with coffee and cake. So I'm just you're on a mission to change that. I'm just on a mission to change the way we drink coffee at work. That's my, that's where I'm at. Do you have a motto? Could you give any advice to someone who wants to pursue their passion or find their passion? Well, I have two more. So my motto in terms of business, life's too short to drink, not good coffee. Um, <laughs> no, the, the whole thing is I think we, the, the motto is really around sort of being, you know, do what you love and love what you do. Because if you don't, you know, it's never going to end up being a good thing. Yes. Um, and I think the, the, the sooner you find that passion or just know that it's part of your life and sort of start to, um, and I think for some people, you know, a, a job that just enables them to do that outside of work, for some people that's okay. You know, for me that isn't, but for some people it is. Yeah. Um, and that they can just have a job, nine to five, whatever it is, that pays pays a wage, that then enables them to really enjoy their passions outside. For some people that's okay too. You know, it, it's finding the thing that works for you. I think we're all very different people. So, you know, it's, it, there's, no, there's no one way to do things. Finding that passion in the first place can be a struggle for some people how how would you suggest if you do have any advice on how to find that um i think it's it's look at the things that sort of you know make you smile you know what what's the thing that sort of if you know that that's coming up you when you see that that it's in your diary for next saturday or whatever and you kind of go yeah yeah I'm really excited <laughs> about that um i think that that's a kind of a real start but again i also think because of things on the internet and so on you can you can go you know meet up and stuff like that you know trawl through and find out what's going on around you and if that sort of sounds interesting go and experience you can look at you can look on youtube for random things yeah and it's it's sort of start to explore things that you know actually make you smile you know it's 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 got to make your little heart sink and give it a go exactly what's the worst that can happen exactly you could kind of go I didn't like that yeah yeah bungee jumping without a 
bungee is probably not a good thing. Um, but you know, there is a worse that could happen with yeah. that. <laughs> so but, yeah, obviously safety. Don't try this at home. Um, yeah, so really try try to just just get out there. And I th- I always think it's amazing when you see young young really young kids who sort of incredible violinists or something. It's like how did they know that they were an amazing violinist? Because you know you're only four. Um, but there was obviously something that just clicked. Um, and I think we've got so we're exposed to so many different things, and there's so much stuff out there. So yeah. Like, yeah, just go for it, and yeah, have some fun, give it a try. So if it doesn't hurt anybody, um, exactly, enjoy it. Well, it sounds like you've done just that, tried a multitude of different things, and so yeah, hopefully we'll encourage our listeners to do the same, give it a go, and hopefully we've inspired them to find their passion well i really do hope so and and yeah and 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 if not just if you find somebody who kind of does something that you find inspiring you know go listen to them go you know go seek them out go and have you know go and have a coffee cup cup of coffee with somebody that inspires you because i think the more you get inspired by other people people like to inspire others yeah and you know share their stories so you know just go go and meet people who do something that fascinates you networking it's all about it and so how can we find out more about Harry's Coffee and get a Harry's Coffee if we want one? <laughs> yeah, Harry's Coffee. Um, I'm slowly growing the number of little cafes and so on that I'm I'm in, in the area. Um, the main thing is if you just go onto my website, which is Harry's, H-A-R-R-I-E-S hyphen coffee dot com. Um, it's quite a factual website. So actually the best thing to do is follow us on social media. So Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, which I'm really rubbish at. LinkedIn, I'm better at. Um, so, so we can find business, you everywhere I'm, I'm on social media and if ever you want to sort of contribute you know stories or photographs or poems or anything I, I love that I love people I want more people to start contributing to to all the social media stuff as well because that, that makes it interesting I love hearing other people's stories oh excellent thank you so so much Heather right, honestly I've, I think I've been inspired you, <laughs> you're, you're so successful I have an absolutely brilliant outlook on life so it was lovely to speak to you brilliant thank you very much thank you to heather for such an inspirational chat i'm certainly inspired to go out and find my passion over a coffee for any listeners thinking of starting up their own business we have innovation space that you can take advantage of which is office space and a community for new and small businesses We've got lots more exciting podcasts coming up in the series and you can hear each one as it's released on the first Wednesday of every month. If you like the University of Portsmouth Alumni Facebook page, you'll get a reminder of when these are coming up. Thank you so much for listening and we hope you listen in again.